Welcome to the Lapsus Lima podcast. Please support us by signing up for member-exclusive content at lapsuslima.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Intermezzo 13. We have had an incredibly enthusiastic response from our members to our most recent content, with excellent questions sent our way. While we won't always have space to answer everything, here are some topics we thought everyone might appreciate. We were happy to hear Randy agree with our critical assessment of Aravena's Half a House, which he noted went against the prevailing opinion of most publications. He continued by saying he would be interested in my opinion of the Lima housing in my backyard, so here it goes. And thank you for the question, Randy. From the short time I have lived and worked here, I have noticed that the housing stock is decidedly mixed. Despite a promising hub and spoke street topology in certain places, Lima's urban structure is urban living in or after the 1960s, when translations of Taoist, Confucian, and Zen scholarship had become easier to come by in the West, he might have chosen to call this sense of order by the Chinese name of Li. This definition of, sometimes literally, patterned order stands for the markings in jade, or the fiber in muscle. A tent is a structure that allows swag and bend to happen and which draws resilience from this strength. A frame hut may resemble or even be a collection of tree trunks, and to a greater or lesser extent, it is also an example of visual biomimicry. But a tent in the wind moves and behaves like a tree, becoming organic in a whole other sense. Alonzo's reply to the assertion of these archetypes underscores something important, though. There are levels and hierarchies of type and archetype, totem and chamber, monument and enclosure, to a certain degree, art and craft. These are two fundamental oppositions of type, and it is difficult for me to imagine how it is possible to cut any deeper than Alonzo did here. His noted exception of the walled or hidden garden goes far to display how his analysis of fundamental type is expressed in special cases, as it's two different things to two different sets of people. The locked door makes it so. To those excluded, a walled garden is a solemn and inaccessible totem. To those allowed in, it is an enclosure, a chamber as refuge. And in the case of something dear to my own heart, the English and American tradition of the private walled garden left open to the public with Radcliffe Common as a notable example, the space transforms when access is either bestowed or denied, 
It is totemic at night when locked up, and a kind of shared civic enclosure when left open during the day. 19th century cemeteries are often beautiful examples of a totem that is also an enclosure, itself filled with smaller totems, the gravestones, which themselves mark enclosures, the graves themselves. And before 20th century suppression of death set amidst a blend of overconfidence and horror, they were places of both personal and civic engagement, a subject that Alonzo and Monica have written provocatively upon. Whatever our culture is moving towards, the spatial arrangement of funerary rites will be a touchstone. But at the moment, the tidal pools were too quickly for us to see which direction we'll be pulled in, or what will emerge in the sand. Thank you for listening. As always, this full intermezzo is available to podcast members at the $5 level and up. To see other member benefits, even $1 helps, visit our website at lapsuslima.com and click on the orange Patreon icon. Dialogue like this comes because of listeners like you. Thank you.